Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Now for the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis. All right, guys, welcome to The Drive on 93.9 The Ville. Rest assured, it's Nick Balvano. You're not going to be listening to much of me. Uh, 8150-93.9 is the call-in number. 3831-93.9 is the text line. Working on some last-minute technical snafus, but I promise you we will have Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. The Marks on. Uh, we're just uh, Tanner and I are just working on some things to uh, try to get them connected. Uh, like I said, just some slight uh, connection issues, but we do know what the issue is, and we are in the process of fixing it. But instead of continuing to play commercials, we thought that we should, you know, start the show. Uh, 3831-939 is the text line. Is it petty to complain about 15 minutes of ads on iHeart before the show starts? No, um, it is not. Uh uh, hey, it's free radio, though, so, you know, be thankful for that. We're not charging you a penny. Um, just, you know, taking some of your time to play some ads. Uh, another texter says, are you off the air only playing ads? We are not off the air. We are on the air. We're just working out some kinks to try to get them. Hey, and all of a sudden, just like that, I was about to throw to a press conference to buy some more time, but I promised you we have the marks. We do. Mark Ennis, Mark Lieberman, The Drive. It starts now. Go get them, guys. I appreciate you guys uh, holding it down here. Uh, you can pull that up closer to you, Mark. You have to lean uh, like that. We appreciate everybody uh, sticking with us through technical difficulties as usual here. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice to see everybody. They're going to stick with you through thick and thin. I would imagine a whole lot of people uh, looking forward to hearing what we have to say uh, at this point. And Nick, if you if you guys could just sort of uh, talk. So when we do it this way, I don't hear us in our own voices to where in our own ears. So as long as I know we're good here, I don't need the echo. Let's not do that. But other than that, we're good. I just want to make sure we're all good here. Excellent. All right. It took a little while. Uh, we were already mad. That's the thing. <laughs> and well, I was, at least. I'll speak for myself. Already uh, mad. Uh, and now I think we're just going to give everybody else a chance to sort of be mad, too. Uh, I don't really know what the point uh, or why necessarily Um Last night seemed so galling, uh, but it, I'm almost mad at myself for being mad when I'm mad about the way these games have played out uh, lately, uh, because the one thing that none of them have been have been surprising at this point. It's, uh, you just as as just a fan, 
wow, this this kid came to play tonight. He is getting after it. You just you're waiting for that. You know, the, it's it's a line from Ted Lasso. It's the hope that kills you, and uh, you know you're just hoping that they're just going to just see those little things transition from transition defense to just in the half court to their to their out of bounds offense and defense. Those are things you just want to see little things and knowing the details and being meticulous about that stuff. If there was ever a word to use uh, for the effort last night, uh, meticulous is definitely not one of them. Uh, and, I, and I think it, at this point it's habit forming or it, habits have been formed uh, or not formed, I guess is really sort of however you choose uh, to, to describe this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, like Lieber, you and I are just sitting here. You're just showing me some basic stuff as we're watching it. Uh, and, and Two years into this now, and with a lot of guys who've played at least a lot of college basketball, a lot of them have played a lot for Kenny more than a year. A lot of them have played a lot this year. Uh, we haven't moved from from exhibition season uh, at this point. And, you know, whether he intended to do this or not, and we've been extra hard on Rick Bozich uh, this week uh, for that article that came out on Sunday and the idea – uh, that there was this uh, uh, path forward and plan for, for Kenny uh, moving forward to a year three and staying here. No one who wears a uniform or gets paid to be a Cardinal uh, was out there behaving as if there was a plan being executed out there against Duke last night. And with a week off and all of the hubbub uh, about all of that uh, and the rumors of uh, five-star commitments that normally would be nothing less than exciting, nothing less than thrilling, uh, all of that to go out and to play the way that they did uh, against the, the sort of teams that used to be our peers. Mm -hmm. uh, it was infuriating. You have a roster of guys that can play. You just talked about how many games these guys have played, college, AAU, what have you. There's guys that can create. You can almost have spacing and get guys to, to, to get to the rim. You see that sometimes with Trey White. You see that with when Brandley Huntley-Hatfield gets the ball in, in the low post, so on and so forth. What this team doesn't do is make other teams uncomfortable. And if you can't make them uncomfortable defensively, if you can't bring it and just have a disposition and change some of the things, whether it's transition a Duke team, you got to know what you're facing. You know Duke is a team that wants to get out and run. And they were cross-matched way too much. They were not getting set. And, and then you and I talked about the play uh, somewhere around the 17-minute mark where Tyler Johnson misses a jump shot. And it's always uh, coaches preach the first three steps. They don't want to see your head movement. They want to see you turn and run. Whether it was a bad shot, whether you're on offense or defense, your first three steps are paramount. And then with a team like Duke, Mark, you, you can't just run to the rim. You've got to fan out because these guys are going to run to the three-point line. You have to be aware of it. And there's that one play that just kind of encapsulates it where you just have Trey White and Mitchell just on the left side, and Mitchell decides to sprint, and Trey White decides to – run if there's another way of putting it um and you, it's those a, were air quotes is that what that was uh, i guess so and then there's a bounce Legally pass running for, right and there's a bounce pass for a dunk um the amount of times during this game that there was a lack of ball pressure 
And, and that's something, if, if you want your team to compete and fight, you just have to get after it. You can't live in your fears. If you're going to get beat off the dribble, you got to trust that teammates will beat Go them. down swinging. Right, but you better yeah. pressure. And there was just none. And it never seemed that they made Duke uncomfortable in the half court. And then again, they had so many lapses in transition. That's the sort of thing, like for me, I know I'm uh, self-taught here watching uh, Hoops Vision videos on YouTube and such. Uh, but I think I know a little bit, and I, it's actually kind of funny to me because sometimes I think I know what I'm seeing, and I know what I'm seeing isn't right, but I don't know why it's wrong. Right? Like, I, I've got the answer, but I can't really show my work. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I know I'm seeing a zone defenses that people who know basketball are like, I think it's this. And that to me is like, that's a red flag. Right. If people who know what defenses should look like, are like I'm pretty sure I recognize that. I was kind of joking with you a little bit. I would have to think like if you're the Duke staff, you sit down. It's like, here we go. It's Louisville. And you're confused. You're confused. Like, like I think they do this. But it's kind of not really recognizable. And that's just not really a viable path forward with that sort of thing. Well, you can see it. And if you're doing a scout against Louisville and, and to your point, you're looking at this and you have a myriad of ways that you can score. Duke's not a heavy ball screen team, but it didn't matter. They got a lot of baskets in transition. They got offensive rebounds, but they ran their their one four horn set, which was they were just able to score off that off cross screens. Um, they were able to set back screens for, for layups where just you weren't sure exactly to your point. This is from, again, an identity of what they are defensively. We are going to be switching. We are going to talk, touch, and take. We're going to make sure it's going to be as difficult as possible. We'll deny everything. Let's make you back cut and let's pressure. But it's just, it's just happens. It's just like players are doing something. Maybe the other players don't know what they're doing, and you're not going to get be able to grind out wins that way. We were talking to Jeff Waltz about you get you yeah. might not score for three or four minutes, but you know your team is going to dig in and get stops, and you just where are those guys? It just takes so much pride on that end of the floor because that's that's what winning is. I mean, you know, winning is not normal. If you can't defend in college basketball, then you better have players like Kentucky where you're going to know you're going to get 100 points every night in, night out. You can't score 59 when you don't defend. we got a lot that we're going to get into. We will get to talk with uh, with Elliot here uh, a little bit later on, like we normally do. And then I, I was really hoping to just use this as a uh, as kind of a de facto postgame show. You know, I stayed up and listened uh, to uh, Ethan, who has done a wonderful job. And i got to tell you, like I know the – uh, hair on chest growing process that doing these miserable postgame shows is. Uh, I've done a lot of them myself, but nothing like this. I do feel bad. Like, I, I, you know, one of the slight, slight benefits of getting to do the drive after years of just doing pre and postgame and that sort of thing uh, is, is getting to off, offload that to other people sure. and let it be an opportunity for them. Uh, and, and the poor Taylor and Ethan and others uh, have gotten the last two years, two of the worst years in the program's history to do those. But you guys, you're going to be amazing after this, <laughs> right? Like, like, trust me, you're, you, everything will be great uh, compared to the way things have gone. I mean, it's just so visceral. Years. It's right after the game. Emotions are running high for both ends. And, yeah, I mean, when you watch this game in its entirety and then I rewatched it, and just to look for little things and and it's just so many things are correctable but to your point have you seen that jump since arkansas state 
You know, have you seen those improvements? Have you seen a team that says, okay, we are going to be unbelievable in transition defense and get stops? And sometimes you have to, it's ebbs and flows. You know against Duke, you better get back. And if you get back, you have a shot. And, you know, we talked on Tuesday, I mentioned that maybe they start off in a zone to kind of slow them down. Uh, I would nix that theory moving forward. Yeah. In in theory, like Rick, and God forbid, I'm not going to do the thing where we compare everything to Rick, but just as a frame of reference, switching defenses within possessions, mixing in zone. Like, sure. And, and every team changes defenses here and there, uh, I guess, maybe except for Syracuse back in the day. But like very few teams just run the same defense all the time. Uh, so I understand that. But in Louisville's case, it's sort of like, this doesn't work. Let's try this. This doesn't work. Like, that's not how it's supposed to go. No. At, at all. And to be this far into the season and not be excellent at anything. Well, that's it with your players. So, like, your you, players have BS antennas. So, if you're getting beat, they, you know, the first play of the game, it's a middle drive. Mike James allows. They had, I mentioned, 19 middle drives in the first 14 blow-bys. Now, it's like, okay, the zone's going to save us. And... It can't be that mentality. It's like, all right, we're going to retreat to it. Right. And then when you have some of the breakdowns that they did, I wasn't sure what they were trying to take away because it was certainly not the middle. There was not any ball pressure up top. Two guys were running towards the ball. No one was commanding it. And, and there's something called synergy, which all coaches use. And you can get all the specifics, like what Duke runs out of their zone offense, how much of the percentage do they run, what are they looking for. So there's there's ways that you can do those type of things. But, um, yeah, the zone was not the answer um, for, for solving some of those problems. And it rarely is if you're not – it doesn't matter what you're in defensively. You just have to be good at it in the standpoint of from – Yes, technique, but you have to just your effort and energy makes up for a lot of those mistakes. It really does. You talk and you play hard, it erases a lot of those issues. There's been kind of a perennial debate and sort of back and forth uh, among everyone who watches the team and comments on the team in any sort of media outlet that there is about is effort a problem or is it how can anyone play hard when they don't know what to do, right? Like confusion can look like laziness or not necessarily confusion, but just indecisiveness can sure. look like it's hard to be decisively unsure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm afraid this far into things now we've watched a two year exercise and asking guys to play really hard uh, while trying to figure out what to do kind of on their own. And I've got news for you. Basketball is not self-study. I spent a lot of time with Gorgie. And I would use this term a lot, and it would really bother him. And then Coach Patino kind of echoed it as well. We'd call him late and lazy. And that would just mean that to ball screens, you know, he would be late to it, and then he'd be lazy with some of his coverage. And it was every day making sure that he is spurring the the screener, meaning he's a lot of teams will, will set someone – to set a screen before they're coming up to set the the ball screen. We would have him pushed up. We would have him chest those guys so the referees wouldn't call fouls. And then eventually got to the point where we could switch with him because he would block shots late and we just but we worked on it. And that was something, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. You know, if we have to simplify it, great. But this is what you're gonna do or you're not gonna play. And it's as simple as that. Like you you gotta compete like I that that to me is just the one thing 
you know, and I, I mentioned to you earlier, there was a great coach that 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 was a mentor to me early on when I first got in the business. And, and you know, Gordon Gibbons was like, just get really good offensive players and then coach the heck out of them uh, in every other aspect of the game, especially defensively, get out gun on them. And when I say that, it, it can't just be like, you know, compete, fight, battle. Like, all right, you're closing out. Make sure you're, you know, if you're on the right wing, you're closing out to the top foot. Your weight's back. Your shoulders are behind your knees. Every shot fake, you're staying down. You work on it every day. Stay down, stay down. The entire staff, the entire team, the players on the court are screaming, stay down. And they're making it so difficult. Like, for me, just seeing guys get as many paint touches as Duke got, like, that just, it just drives me nuts. And, like, some point, you're just like, this is, this is not what it's supposed to look like and you know, that's disconcerting yeah all of that's true and only being able to hear that the the diagnosis is just a lack of effort and a lack of fight uh it is at some point it becomes insulting uh, to everyone who watched like we know sometimes effort and fight and all that sort of thing is definitely an issue. I mean, we were just watching different examples of guys um, being casuals, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- that sort of thing in terms of getting back on defense. But toleration of whole possessions in a zone where no, every, no one lifts their arms. Mm-hmm. Like, I recognize that a 1 3 1, you're kind of concerned about width as much as anything. But you, but but even that technique, and let me let me just say this: at the top, you usually like to have a, a longer player, a la Curtis Williams. Just to use him as an example, Caleb Glenn, because he's going to actually play sideways. His butt's going to be to the sideline, so he can keep the ball on one side. And you want that team to throw an air pass back and forth, and that's your job. The and then you're the keeping air, right? right, and then he's turning again. You're keeping it on one side of the floor. We're going to do an audio clinic here. And then you're dropping down, and then you're going to have an arm across the big because it should never go middle because that's, I mean, that's on drives, on catches. That's where players play because, look, it's dangerous. The ball gets to the middle. Every option's there. And it was just every entry pass. And, again, another part of it, it's all connected, is the ball pressure. So whatever defense you're in, right, you have to do that. But are the details there for them? I'm sure these guys, and you can see it. Like I see a frustration in Caleb Glenn on the floor. And I think he's just craving knowledge of this game and to get better. I think all these guys are. Yeah, I have to tell you, I think that sometimes the guys can be emotional and you can see the shoulder slump, the frustration. And I think that they have stretches in games where you can see them let the the flow of the game sort of get to them at an effort level. But I don't see a team full of bad eggs who – uh, don't want to play hard, who don't care. Uh, I, I, I do not see that. Uh, and that's what makes everything sort of just being put back on them as a matter of like, if they would just do more or do what I told them, uh, everything would be hunky-dory. It's, it, it's not possible that that's true. Mm-hmm. And they don't play. I, I can't remember feeling like when a game ended, like that was everything they had in them. Right, like they're taking, they're leaving the floor, and there nothing's left inside those guys. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, anytime I'm coaching a team, I, I absolutely, um, I'm adamant, and adamant's putting it lightly. 
I'm like, if any of you players come into the locker room after a game and start throwing things and kicking chairs, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be watching that film and I'm going to have a huge issue with you because I want players coming in exhausted and just beat down and so tired from the effort that everything was on the floor for players to come in and get upset about that. So that was always a thing for me. You just see just the details, the out of bounds play um, that you had the dunk on by Mitchell. You know, you had Curtis Williams on the ball. And if you watch it, what you want to do, if you're going to put somebody on the basketball, he's almost doing jumping jacks. He's being so disruptive and he's forcing the ball to the corner. That's his job. Now, if it's a non-score inbounding the basketball, you might want to put him underneath the basket, and we call that head in the hole, and he's taking away all slips and layups. But you have Brantley Huntley Hatfield and, and Mike James hugging their men in the corner, and you almost saw John, Shire right before the play kind of smiling because he knew no. it was going to work. You watch that out-of-the-bounds play. You see him. He's calling it. He knows it's going to happen. Uh, Tyler Johnson's man goes sets a screen, a little curl screen uh, against Caleb Glenn's man. And it's basically a double screen. And on that situation, you want to talk, touch and take. You switch out. You protect. And basically, there's no uh, – Caleb gets chipped. It's free reign for, for Mitchell, lob dunk. And those are things that, okay, like that's amplified of, of, of the issues because you have guys hugging guys in the corner. You have a guy on the basketball who's not sure, a freshman, Curtis Williams. Am I supposed to pressure? Am I playing off? And then you have Tyler Johnson, another freshman, who just basically sets a double screen and doesn't recognize the actions that's happening. At this point in the year, you're not a freshman. You've seen it all. You've seen those type of – it's a simple screen and lob, and for them to allow a dunk on that type of play mark is – yeah, it's, it's not good. We'll go ahead and open up the phones here. We're going to have Elliot just a little bit uh, as well. But if you want to get in here uh, and give us your thoughts – the only thing I, I, I would just ask – it's just no repeats. So if you've called and, like, have a new thought. You can expand on something you thought before. You can be as mad as you want to be. Obviously, uh, we're not going to be uh, talking down to anybody. But let's just move it along uh, a little bit, uh, a fresh insight. Because I've got some. Uh, I, I would encourage everybody to read Eric Crawford's column uh, about the game uh, from last night and him basically saying, look, we got two weeks of this, that there really isn't a case to be made uh, for continuing on with this uh, at all. And I think uh, I'm willing to admit to everybody that I'm super envious of Eric's ability to keep his hat on when he writes these things because I can't. And uh, I, I say like 115% of what I should say, <laughs> he never does. And I'm, I'm very professionally jealous of his ability to not <laughs> overdo it because I can't. Well, look, Eric is very level-headed with that stuff. I just think you're passionate and that, you know, you see that stuff and I'll get a text from you and asking to explain this, this, this type of play or this type of action. And, and it's not just you. It's, I, I think you care. Um, you're, you're still a excellent journalist and, uh, you know, Eric is is very good at uh, kind of keeping that as objective as he as he can with those type of things, if that helps. 8150-939, that is the number if you would like 
to get in here. 38 31 93 9 for the uh, UPS shop sex line. Uh, I, I, I want you to know you will enjoy uh, this. Texter in says, Give Coach Lieberman $5 million and let's get back on track already. I think you agree with that. I'll take it. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> <laughs> you drive a hard bargain. Um, He'll do it for four. <laughs> yeah, I'll have some people negotiate for me, but yeah, it's look. I just I see it, and I just it, it. Sometimes I'm 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 screaming just like you, and I I don't. And you know what to scream about? Yeah, I, I try not to post a lot of the stuff. I, I answer the few questions today, even on the offensive end, because there's a play where they had um, a dribble handoff zoom action. Peyton Steve, I know, commented on it as well, and it was. It was just a lack of of just understanding. Of, and back to your point of what they're supposed to do, it was a combination of effort and what are we doing on this situation? How do you read the defense? Who back cuts? And that's something you have to go over. Remember I've talked about the fact that you might not have good practices because they're so hard and they're so detailed. That's okay. That's how you win. Let's start things off here with Harold. Harold, welcome into the drive. And I think, what's up, buddy? Hey, Mark, I just called hey, to say I didn't think it was fair that we can't repeat, but um, Coach Payne can say that um, fight over and over and over um, So, you know, I think that if we're going to be a little bit lenient with Coach, then we should be a little bit lenient with callers. But I say that in jest, of course. that I did sort of recognize last night and I'm, I'm curious about it felt like there were a lot of open shots that this team missed and I don't know if it was a result of the offense they ran or teams just recognizing that we can't shoot and we're not going to attack the rim um, and then lastly I guess this is sort of for coach again good afternoon good afternoon um, Last night on the radio call, it felt like Bob was just pointing out over and over again how um, the the offense, Duke's offensive players were able to just go straight to the basket, straight line. And anytime uh, they got matched up against uh, Mike James, they were just going right at him. And so I'm wondering if there was anything uh, that you saw in the film coach that would tip uh, players to, that this is an option or hey this is what they're doing and so if you just go straight at him you're gonna score um but i appreciate that hopefully we can't keep it fresh and y'all have a great rest of your day appreciate uh, the call uh harold i'll let you answer that in just a second but just to make it clear harold was saying it's not really fair to tell you all to call in with something fresh when Kenny's postgame comments were very much not fresh. And touche, Harold. Uh, to be fair, I, I think that was a good point. Just call in and say the same damn thing if you want to. It's fine. You know, there's that great line from The Princess Bride when um, in the beginning, and the guy who, who stole the princess, like, I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, the fight, I, I'm not sure what, what we're trying to get out of it, but as far as Mike James is concerned, yeah, he look, it wasn't off just the straight action. The ball was getting to the second and third side, meaning that they were Duke is, does a very good job of reversing the ball. And what that does, it forces closeouts. And if you don't have ball pressure and then you're hopping, and if you watch the first play of the game, Mike James is driven middle and they score because he's late. 
getting there to react to it. And and you really have to anticipate. You have to have ESP. You have to understand. You have to be connected. He closes out. He hops a little bit, and there's a middle drive. A lot of the open shots that happened in this game were in transition, where t- the players were not matched up and weren't set. A lot of the actions happened off of screens and not ball screens. Duke does a good job of of kind of like what North Carolina used to do. Reverse to the big and cross screen down low, and and that confused Louisville as well. And then off one four high. So they were just late on everything. There wasn't ball pressure. And yeah, Mike James is very physical, but he he would give driving lanes. and, And like I mentioned to Mark, there was 19 middle drives in the first half and 14 blow-bys. Like that, that's not good in a two-game span. And so it, it's, it's, so it's a lot. Two games worth of those right. things. And so it's like ball reversal allows those things, and that's how they attack. Um, as far as the offensive end, the way Notre Dame played, like teams steal what other teams do. They were playing off, right? They doubled Huntley Hatfield. They played off of their their players. They started the game with five of the six possessions being Sky Clark and ball screens. And he's a good player. And look, they're very good offensively, individually. They, they've got some good players. But he's hunting for a shot. He's not really looking for the play to make. He's not really reading the defense. He's kind of hunting. And, and that's what he does. With Tyler, he's a little bit better. But for, for the most part, Duke was kind of saying, okay, we're going to really shrink gaps and go ahead and make some jump shots, and Louisville was three for 17. I mean, if you were setting up kind of a basic defensive strategy against Louisville, you'd, you'd start by saying, we're not going to let you drive. Mm-hmm. We're going to dare you to shoot. And if you shoot us out of it, then we've got some choices to make. But Louisville really has not in any way consistently been able to shoot anybody out of anything. Right. Staying down on Trey White, doubling You're on the Hatfield. Right. Mike, right. Mike James, we are going to play off. He's going to have to pull up. He's not going to get that deep. Um, and when he's, he likes to spin, maybe we'll send a second It'll defender. It'll help us double on Hatfield. We're good. Right. And and the one thing with, with, with Hatfield is is little thing that, to me, I think he needs to roll harder. Um, even we saw coming off a ball screen and, and – and Tyler, uh, excuse me, Sky Clark left his feet and it was a turnover, just moving a little bit harder. He gets the ball in some good spots, but he can even work even harder offensively to get open. We always talk with Elliot Mattingly from Court Physical Therapy here this time every week. Elliot, how are you doing, buddy? You doing all right? Doing well. How about you guys? We are doing just fine as long as we don't talk about basketball. I guess if we were going to talk about injuries, that would be a, a basketball. But we'll uh, we'll just try to talk about actual injuries. Uh, look, uh, w- there's been a lot of criticism of effort level, uh, but I did want to again give Sky Clark a uh, a shout out here for playing through uh, a a broken rib uh, of some kind. And so I was wondering if we could, for just a minute or two, talk about th- the rib injuries you can play through and the rib injuries that you can't. Yeah, you know that I agree with you. That the pretty big. Risk. First of all, are y'all getting feedback? Just a little bit, yeah. Because I'm hearing myself twice, which is never good. Did we lose him? But uh, nope. Can you hear me? There you are. We're battling through. All right. Yeah. So uh, you know when you when you're dealing with a rib fracture, the risk is purely based on is it displaced fracture or is it a set in place fracture. And so the fact that he was able to continue to play and he was able to uh, kind of push through and they had let him do that says this was a stable fracture. 
And that's good. Obviously, it's still painful, but the risk of it of moving and puncturing your lung is down from that because that's the uh, that's the big risk and scary thing with that. Is this just a uh, Ellie? Just a matter of hey, uh, uh, anti-inflammatories or something here, and you're just gonna have to kind of grit through it. It's a matter of your pain tolerance, or or how I guess maybe dangerous would it be? You know, it could be dangerous because obviously there's there's a, a lack of strength and stability at that spot. But what you do is you, you wrap it really tight and you try to compress it the best you can, and that can decrease your pain. But you're right. You just kind of you kind of grit your teeth and go for it if you're allowed to return. So once again, that shows the maybe the type of fracture he had wasn't as dangerous, but still, it doesn't mean it didn't hurt. All right, uh, Elliot. Uh, this is strictly me putting my uh, my own personal interest on the air here. My poor brother uh, has had to have a an amputation of his foot. And it's a diabetic neuropathy. Mm-hmm. It's a very normal thing. I'm very familiar with this, unfortunately, uh, in my family. And I've but I have never once found anything out about how the rehab process works for that sort of thing uh, and the sort of challenges that you're up against uh, when, when trying to rehab that. And my brother's an overall really healthy guy, so this is quite the change. Uh, first of all, does court have stuff you know, for, for people in those situations? And sort of what's step one for somebody like my poor brother? You know, we do. You know, not every clinic is, feels really comfortable seeing amputees, but in our rural clinics like here in Barstown, we've been seeing amputees for a long time. And, you know, we... we we want to take care of those people that come to see us, but the initial thing we have to do, you have to make sure that the heal's okay. Because a lot of times the people with diabetic neuropathy, they, they struggle with healing times and that risk of infection, and that's why they get have the amputation in the first place. So once we get their their incision healed, we start working on shaping because, like, when you don't have the foot and you have you're fit for a prosthesis. It's interesting because, like, your leg changes your – you have different pressure points that build up, and we have to kind of work on teaching you how to put weight on your foot again uh, and just start to walk. And it's really interesting, but uh, we do we do help that population a lot. And I hate to hear it for your brother, but the good news is you can lead a pretty normal life. So if he's a healthy guy and he works hard in rehab, he can go through and do just about anything he wants to do. I think there's a um, – oh, gosh, I think he's a minor league player now. Who's an APT? Uh, I think I just saw that. I'm not sure, but it's that, that you, you can do anything. What would you say is, is like challenge number one in those situations? There, like, what are you trying to take care of if you're overseeing rehab, that sort of thing for that? For for like, what do you want to get done first? Well, you work really hard with your prosthetist to try to get a good fit. Because if you don't have a good fit with your prosthesis, then that can increase risk of uh, like wearing a new wound or incision. Or sure. uh, that's the that's the big risk. And then once you get that, you try to normalize their, their walking pattern. They have to be able to trust that this is going to be able to hold them, and they can push off and and have a normal pattern with this um, on their foot. All right, Elliot. If folks want to find out what uh, what court can do for them in in, in that situation, or maybe. Anything maybe less serious than that, where can they go, buddy? Yeah, give us a call at 1-800-645-COURT. Check us out at court.com. Thank you all. All right, I'll, we'll talk to you again next week, buddy. Thank you so much there. Obviously, uh, we're having a super-duper technical day here. This is wonderful.
We're getting through, you and I. We're going to. We're going yeah. to be just fine here. Mm-hmm. As soon as we know that it's not going to sound like you're calling from the uh, like an alternate universe, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you guys get cool. through uh, here. But it doesn't really make a lot of sense, unfortunately, for us uh, no. to get folks in here uh, and let them sound off uh, after that game last night when that's sort of what it was like to watch that game last mm-hmm. night, trying to listen. Well, to you that. said it's going to be like a pseudo post-game show. Well, so. not now. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, perhaps. Uh, everything will work and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. That day will come. It will. Well, I'm confident. I believe in our people. Until then, wear out the text line, people. I think that folks have listened to this show long enough. I think you've done this with me long enough to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done. I've gotten really good at not sounding nearly as mad as I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I've Except during the what breaks. What I'm going to do is just, ign- is just I'm just going to admit it right here on the air. This stuff makes me super pissed off. <laughs> At some point, we'll get it fixed, though. I believe so. It's not. Listen, I can promise you this. It is not a lack of effort or fight on our people's fault uh, side. I, I can promise you uh, that. Uh, and and I, if there's a word that might be radioactive for, like, we're going to have to give the word fight a five-year show cause. <laughs> like, if you want to use the word fight, to describe anything related to U of L men's basketball in the near future, I'm going to need you to like provide something in writing for why I should let you use that word going forward. That's anybody, any coach. I, I because it's it's really ingrained in the vernacular of of coaches. We use it. And... He ruined it. <laughs> oh, it's bruised at least. It's bruised for sure. Yes. Like if yes. you ever use like Grammarly or whatever, they'll be like, "Hey, there's a couple of words." You might mix it up a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. I, for me, I, absolutely, it's terrible. It's a, it's an awful thing. It's my crutch, but I don't. It grammarly is not like enough already. But they are like you might want to mix it up a little bit. You 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 use it way too much. Absolutely, it's terrible. I'm sorry. No, it's not. That's a powerful word that can just. I'm. I disagree wholeheartedly. It absolutely is a great word to use. <laughs> I love it. I use it quite a bit. In a text, it's powerful. That's it's a true. powerful response in the text. And it's very succinct, and you just send it out there. If someone asks a question, you put absolutely. You don't even have to use the exclamation mark. It stands alone. It's one of those words. So, no, don't believe everything you hear. Absolutely is fantastic. Hopefully I convinced you. We got look, the, the, the responses today. Uh, it feels like that we've reached kind of a like a there's a there's a resentment building. So the texts are working. The text line works. So wear okay. us out. Because I'm looking at you as I'm talking, and I could tell if you're a little wry smile, a little oh, sure. you know you know as you're going through, and which one you like you want to go with. Yeah. No, it feels like there's a we have reached a new level of. I think people were willing to take a lot of water on here, mm-hmm. realizing like this, this probably won't last very long. Uh, it certainly isn't uh, progressing towards something that I really don't want to happen. But ne- like the thing that I have been afraid of uh, is people feeling like now they've got to sort of start reacting uh, and forcing some sort of issue and i realized look we got what just a handful of games left here two weeks 12 days whatever mm-hmm. it is according to eric's uh, column there assuming that they've got one good game left in them at the uh, at the acc tournament which none of this feels fun to say like uh, to be clear about something sometimes you'll hear 
uh, and th- people are very, very uh, comfortable saying this sort of thing about radio that we love, like when it's bad, and that we love mad. And, and while there certainly are opportunities for us to sort of lean into that, uh, it's not fun, and it's it, it's it's needed. I've never hesitated to, to do it when necessary, but I don't live for this, guys. This is. I get heartburn like the rest of you. It is not fun. I could speak to that. I know how frustrated you are when we talk off the air. For me, I, you know, I, I don't consider myself a journalist, but I come on here. I try to be objective. I just, I just want to see good basketball. I want to see guys doing stuff that I know at this level you have to do, the non-negotiable. So yeah, it's just, it, and I can imagine for everybody listening. I mean. What else can people say, right? I mean, it's it's rinse and repeat. You want to just see those improvements, and and yeah, um, I'm here. I'm in the city. I'm in you know I'm around the program. I I coach there, um, so I do take pride that that program is 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 thought of as one of the premier programs, which it is. I've I've said this time and time again. This place is fantastic. And I'm talking about the basketball facilities, the program, what you can do, the fans, as you have another little smile on your face. So it must have been another good text. So um, it was. Okay. Um yeah, this place is and the fans, like this place is great. This place you can win. And there's no, all right, well, we have to deal with the administration. We have to deal with this. And that's the first time. Coaches, all right, how's the administration? Everybody, yes, everybody everybody is, is, you know, pointing forward. We want to win. We want to do this thing. And it's, yeah, it, it's hard sometimes to, to see the things that I know can be corrected during a game. Texture said the reason that I was giving you that grin right there is you don't, you don't sound as mad as you are, and you never look as happy as you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's resting Mark that face. That's, <laughs> it is a thing, man. Yeah. I, my youngest, my youngest uh-huh. daughter, uh, absolutely has it, <laughs> and uh, I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't deserve her at all. She's poor girl's cursed. I mean, most women have to deal with this at some point in their life anyway. Right. Someone telling them they should smile more. Uh-huh. Uh, she is behind the eight ball, man. <laughs> I feel bad for her. <laughs> She has no choice uh, but to deal with that. Texture wants to know, in the life cycle of a coach, uh, can you tell the guys who are going to become head coaches? Do they stick out to you? A lot, but not all the time. Okay. Um, I think I mentioned to you, one of my former players played at Florida when Shaka Smart was an assistant, and he said, Shaka didn't say a word. It was kind of like very meek and was just so consumed with recruiting and, and knowing every single player. So, but for, but yeah, there, there's some you can identify and they have the it factor, um, but not always. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, be right back. At some point, I'm sure we'll be able to talk with you all, but we won't be able to open up the phones until uh, it doesn't sound like you're calling from the upside down. So uh, <laughs> we'll be right back here. Uh, we also at some point do need to talk about the... Uh, emerging new college football playoff proposal uh, that that is out there uh, that uh, it's it's a miserable decision for the ACC and the Big 12 to have to make what to do with that. So we'll talk about that too on the drive on the Thunderbolt. Right back.
Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the expert you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. 